Hi and welcome to the latest edition of the Corporate Break Podcast. Today I'm joined, as usual, with Ben, who's at with Robert. Hi guys. Hi Kevin. Hi Kevin. So uh, I wanted to, actually I've read something this week that I find quite interesting. It was a survey uh, or an article, even was it by Harvard Business School, and it was in regards to humour. So humour within the workplace, humour within your team. And uh, it was something that was interesting for me because we've talked in the past about creating relationships, creating uh, purpose, was that empathy with team members. And I think humour can sometimes do that. So what what the, the numbers behind it kind of suggested was that if your leader has a, any sense of humour, it can bring around uh, 27% more motivating and admired. So just having any sense of humour, your team has a 27% more motivation and uh, you're admired more. So with that, what Harvard Business School is saying is that you're also, your employees are 15% more engaged in their work because of that. Now, uh, of course, was that uh, the key thing here would be shared laughter. So shared laughter was that meaning that everybody in the room, everybody on the call was that uh, finds it funny, would actually make around 30% more intimate your conversation and your working relationship between your team. So, of course, as we discussed in the past, intimacy is quite important to the workplace because this brings around a better working relationship, which means that you're more open, which means that you're able to show more uh, humility, more empathy, and uh, able to discuss clearer and simpler with your team. And of course, that's what we how you're able to describe goals. This is how you can tell if somebody is not quite themselves just now, and you can be a supportive leader. So, I wanted to discuss today was the uh, humour, and they actually broke it down into four different categories of humour. So the first one would be uh, something you'd uh, classify as kind of a stand-up. So this is somebody who's bold, they're unafraid uh, to upset a few people. Uh, second would be a sweetheart. So this is somebody who's a bit more understated. They use humour perhaps just to lighten the mood. And then we have a sniper. So a sniper, it's a funny name uh, to start off with, but they're a little bit more edgy, sarcastic, a little bit more dark, uh, and maybe a bit more unexpected, the way that they communicate it to you. And uh, last, but not least, is magnet. So a person with a magnet sense of humour is a person who's a little bit more expressive, uh, charismatic, uh, easy to laugh with. So... When I read this article this week, uh, I shared it on LinkedIn, was then I thought, okay, was it something that I would like to discuss with you guys? Uh, so, this is why we're discussing it today. So, first of all, Robert, what is your thinking on, I suppose, humour in the workplace? And do you think you fit into any of those categories? I believe that the statistics are maybe right, because if you are able to turn the situation from the, from the bad a bad one into something that can be really productive and we can learn from the mistake by using humor, this can be very powerful in the working environment. To be honest, I'm, it's, it's very hard to evaluate myself which type of humor or which role I would like to or I am in the, in the work environment, but I can tell you that I like the name Sniper. 
So somebody who is very sharp, as you, ma- as you mentioned, very edgy, sometimes might be sarta- sarcastic, but not towards people, rather towards situation. So this is also the humor that can be um, used for, um, for, for kind of a feedback into the situation when we're getting some bad escalation. So to respond very quickly without thinking to what, you know, what we can do, how we can improve, how we can uh, turn on, turn, or turn on, or turn on, uh, to, uh, to turn the situation into something better and something more productive that we can learn on. Very good. And Ben, was it your thoughts I'm, I'm, on it? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not telling my thoughts. I'm. I'm. I'm having a twist to this podcast. Go for <laughs> it. It always interesting to hear a new twist. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's very interesting because we're. I'm not. T- I, you don't know what is it. Um, uh, let's not say which one I like. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, but you can't put yourself sniper. So <laughs> that's why I'm taking this away from you. So I will have a twist. So each one of us is gonna tell a joke. And the other two gonna classify a bit what the joke is belongs to. And I will start. I'll give you some time to think of a joke. It doesn't matter, just you don't have to, you know, drill and categorize yourself. But I will I will have my Yes, you will. <laughs> Kevin just move again. No, I'm not doing that. You Googling what? <laughs> I'm Googling jokes right now. I would classify myself then probably as a sniper because I'm a more unexpected. I react to perhaps the environment around me. You can't uh, be unexpected, Kevin, while you're Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole planet seen that joke. This is, exp- this is the most expected joke you could be. Come back to me in a minute, please. Uh, yeah, I will do that. <laughs> so I'll tell my jokes. So, and it's not as it's jokes, but it's real thing that happened to me. So when I went do my years of study in France, the journey started by learning French. And I had a problem to do, French is very tricky. I mean, that's why the international law is written in French, I think. Well, I believe so. And it's very tricky to pronounce words correctly, more than any other language. Of course, every language has a twisty words that could be misunderstood. Depends on the context of it. But if French is even worse, they have so much similar words that if you just change a letter, it's not the, le- the, the pronunciation, it just gives you completely, sometimes a but in a bad situation. So my story is, is that after two weeks of learning French, I went to a supermarket and I wanted to buy fish. Right, so fresh, fish in, in French is poisson. And the twisty words are closer to it is the drinks, which is boisson. So I went to the guy, it was supermarket, big one, and it was like they call hypermarché, which is like massive. And you, I walked in and through and I couldn't find where is, where is actually the selling the fish. So I came to the guy and I went to practice my French and I say, where could I find fish? But I say boisson, it's so like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, you, go, you go just straight, third one, and you know, um, um, on the right, and you will find you find it there. And so it wasn't there. And it's just I was looking around. There's like all of it, Coca-Cola, water, and you know, juice, and all of these things. So I just went back to him. So I want fish, and I say, oh, hold a second. I will just show you. Just follow me. Give me a second. So he bought his stuff, and he followed him. And say, like, here you go. This is... No, I told him I don't want that. I don't want. I want fish. I don't want boisson. It's like, yeah, sure. This is what you want, right? So no, I didn't. I didn't by hand the move of the fish. Ah, he told me poisson. It's the other way around. <laughs> so that's my joke, guys. <laughs> you put me what category is right now. 
You vote. You go ahead. Definitely not stand up. Okay. Uh, but uh, sweetheart. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, was it you're kind of telling a story to help us understand? Was that you're uh, explaining it? There's a bit of background about you, uh, and it lightens the mood. And it's true because that's what I want to land on. And it's very, I echo a bit of what you said. Jokes are two ways, wrote, right? If you use just a joke, you laugh at it and you offend somebody else, it's gonna give you absolutely negative effect. It's gonna make the situation worse, right? So I would prefer not to, to be the sweetheart because I would like to take the people out of that situation. I don't want to talk to them about making jokes about the situation as such. Because it could be sound good to it, but I don't want to do that. I want just to hit reset, completely different things. And this is what actually, uh, this most of my time, this is what I, this is the joke I use. Which is, it's not a joke, it's happened to me actually. And I find it quite funny. So I have a joke. It's actually, it's well known in a corporation. It is like real joke when, um, also can be reflected what we talked in the previous episode about the turnover. Uh, so there are two managers let's say it's a CFO and CEO talking about the training for the people. And the one is saying that we shouldn't train the people because uh, anyway, they will left the company. So we spend the money and we're not getting anything in return. And then the second guy is saying, okay, but what if we are not going to train them and they will stay in the company? <laughs> Good one. I think this one, you might be a sniper here. And maybe. Yeah, it could be a sniper. There you go. You, 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 you keep your title. <laughs> so what I'm noticing here is that I don't... When I read those four categories, I did wonder to myself whether they're actually... whether I agreed with them. I probably don't. I think there's a combination, a bit of all. I think it's... Humour is, again... It was a, I understand that you can teach humour. You can teach somebody to be a comedian. You can... Uh, go through acting, you can do, learn to do stand-up, but there's always... The funniest people are the people who are naturally funny, yeah? Uh, and it's hard to then group them into... Categories, Categories, yeah. because you kind of need to be able to adapt to the environment you're in. Uh, so, I did have a quick Google there. Thank you, Ben, for uh, spoiling my secret. <laughs> uh, but what I decided to do, when you told the story, I actually thought, no, I, I'm kind of trying to go out my comfort zone there. Because when I hear, can you think of a joke, I automatically think, uh, you know, a stand-up comedian telling a, a one-liner. But it, it's not probably the humour that I tend to use. I, I tend to use a bit similar to you, Ben, where using an actual real-life story. And it helps, I think, sometimes in the workplace. So this is maybe not quite a joke, maybe it's a funny story, but it lets it puts into perspective Sometimes when I hear of complaints or uh, an escalation or somebody's unhappy, I, I, I sometimes think back to this real life uh, scenario that I was in. So m many years ago, uh, when I was uh, working in Scotland, I worked in a, a restaurant and I was the manager of a restaurant. And of course, was that you had many people in the restaurant at many times, many different complaints. Uh, we, we sat around 300 people. So you can imagine at any one time, that's 300 meals out at a busy time. Something can always go wrong. So I was in the, the kitchen and the waiter came in and he said, oh, Kevin, there's a complaint. It was that uh, the person wants to speak to a manager. 
I was like, oh, okay, so, and right away I had kind of my process for evaluating this. So I said, okay, what table are they at? Because there were certain products that you might expect a higher percentage of complaints for. And he said the table number. I thought, oh, okay, that's all that. So they didn't have anything that I would usually assume as being um, a high risk of complaints. So they didn't have a poisson. <laughs> no, they did not. Was that there is a slight French connection? Was that so? This has helped to remind me. So I went out to to the to the table. I had my approach to the table when I was walking, and so you can kind of judge by their body language. Was the 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 type of people that you might imagine them being? And I was struggled for it. There was three uh, uh, ladies, well dressed, sitting there. I approached them. Was that uh, they were not happy at all? Uh, I asked if I could uh, introduce myself, asked if I could speak to them about, you know, what they wanted to talk about. Uh, they said yes. I asked if I could sit at the table, so I was at the same uh, level than them, they were standing over them. And uh, they, they said, yeah, it was their, their chicken Caesar salad they were unhappy with. So already in my head, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going through all the past experiences, the kind of storytelling myself, thinking, okay, so, okay. I've never had a complaint about a chicken Caesar salad. What could you go wrong with chicken Caesar salad? I said, yeah, I'm unhappy with my chicken Caesar salad. Oh, okay, so what exactly is wrong with it? I said, uh, the croutons are not correct. I was like, Cro the, the croutons are not correct? I said, yeah, yeah, the croutons. And again, so my head is going uh, a million miles per hour at this time, thinking, how, how did we manage to get croutons wrong? Okay, and then I said, okay, so can you expand a little bit? Can you tell me exactly what's wrong with it? said was, yeah, the, the croutons are hard. So I said, but, oh, like very hard? Was the, did you hurt yourself? Was there something? Was it, no, no, the croutons are uh, not meant to be hard. So I was a bit taken aback and I looked at the two other people sitting at the desk, so, uh, the table, sorry, thinking, okay, maybe, you know, I'll get a reaction from them. They did not look happy as well. And I asked them, is that, uh, but croutons are hard. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's crispy bread, yeah? It's a small, cubed, crispy bread. And said, yeah, but uh, I've never had croutons like this before. I've never had hard croutons. I want to take them back. I want soft croutons. So I had to explain, I was like, well, we can't really do soft croutons because that would just be bread. Uh, and of course, I'm trying not, to, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, what's going on here? I don't want to sound too sarcastic. And then... Uh, the more the conversation went on, I asked her, was that, uh, have you had croutons with a salad before? And she said, no. And I said, do you usually have croutons with soup? And she said, yes. <laughs> and I said, okay, but if you have croutons on soup, yeah, you get a pea soup, something like that, you get some croutons. It's like, that, that's why it's soft, because it, it soaks up the soup. I said, no, that's not true. And I looked at the other two people at the table, and they were in agreement with her. And I just, I had to explain. I was like, okay. Was it, uh, and the reason for the business, like, is I, I could not meet her expectations. She was asking something for me that I just felt was not possible. And I just had to say, oh, you know what? Croutons are hard. I, I'm really sorry to tell you this. Croutons are actually hard. If you want soft croutons, you have it with soup. What I could do for you is I could take the croutons off. I can get you a new salad, no croutons, but I can give you bread. And that was where we came to a compromise. <laughs> but but for me, when I think of difficult uh, customers or different conversations I'm having with now, I sometimes refer back to that. And I think, like Ben, what you did with the story, I think 
croutons. Is this a crouton conversation I'm having just now or not? <laughs> where it, you really need to deep dive into the root cause and then you find out that it's just the expectations are just completely different. Different, yeah. yeah. So not quite a joke, but it's a funny story, in my opinion, anyway. And I, I suppose my sense of humour is maybe a little bit more like that, kind of telling stories from the past uh, to help uh, remind me of how I've dealt with things in the past and also for team members to learn that sometimes you do get conversations where you go and, you know, humour is the best way for the head. I think that's good. Well, depending on circumstances. So if you're telling... Because... Uh, in my opinion, there's two faults to your joke, right? It's a joke, it breaks the mood and, you know, shift minds to somewhere else. But also under, it has a story under, under it. It's like, it's about, you got to be customer-oriented. You, you got to understand exactly where the satisfaction is coming from. So I think that's a kind of blend between a sweetheart and a sniper, at least in my opinion. Because you're delivering a message, because you could use that joke to tell people, well, it doesn't matter what you think, what matters is what your customers think, right? And then I know that you have a lot of experience in design thinking, and, and this is why I'm alluding to, so that could be a good exercise saying, well, croutons are hard, but how you can tell your customer they're not hard? You can't, but you can, you can compromise just to make your customers happy, and I think that, that's fill in in the sniper. But if you use it in different circumstances, like unrelated to customer services or anything else, I think that's good an icebreaker yeah. and a sweetheart in my opinion. Yeah, I think the same. We can actually use the story uh, to pick up the different kind of uh, humor that we're having in, uh, in the work, depending on the situation that we're having. And this is remind me when we talk about the chess and checker, about the managers that, uh, that are able to adjust to the situation when we have uh, this uh, versatile management. So I think this, uh, this is very similar. So if you, if you know that humor can help you um, making like a, a better efficiency at work and you can adjust to type of humor to the situation this is like a perfect combination for the managers yeah it definitely is it was a, I think it's very you know you need to know where and when to use the humor this is why I would kind of do those categories kind of crossed over because you'd have different people different backgrounds different cultures the three of us uh, here today we all come from a different background it was at different countries so humour for me might be different from humour for somebody else. So you have to respect that uh, as well. But guys, thank you very much. Was that, uh, as I said, I read that this week. Wanted to have a quick discussion with you on that. So thank you. Next time I'll prepare myself for more jokes, maybe. Well, uh, Gungan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. Was that, and I'll speak to you next time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.